Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, Season 2, Episode 13. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, tonight, no Dana, but we've got Tasha here with me. Uh, very, very excited as we as we talk all things Women in League. And tonight, well, very special guest, we welcome our latest panellist to the Women in League show. Really excited to have her on board, Monica Lee Morris. Mon, great to have you on board. Tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself because, uh, yeah, you're out and about playing a little bit of footy yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. Really excited to join the Mojo team. Um, I've played football since I was nine years old. Uh, grew up playing with the boys. And then the last um, yeah, five years or so, I've been playing in the girls' competitions and now working my way into the women's competitions. So I've played three years juniors for the Newcastle Knights and now working my way into the women's Newcastle Knights pathway. So I'm very, very excited to um be able to have the opportunities that I do. Yeah, and Mon, we just became best friends because any Novacastrian is a friend of mine. Go the mighty Newcastle Knights, the greatest franchise in the entire world. I say that every show, even on other sporting shows that I'm on as well. The Newcastle Knights, obviously, um, that's exciting to have you on board. So no Dana tonight. We've got Mon, we've got Tasha, and stay tuned. We have another panellist on their way to the Women in League show. A little bit of a teaser there, only a couple of weeks away. Stay tuned for that. But guys, um, we're diving into the DMs. We're having a look at our listener questions. And again, everyone's still buzzing off the back of what was a very impressive round three of the NRLW competition. It feels like it's going too quickly. There's not not too much. Uh, there's not too many games left in the in the competition, um, so really trying to enjoy it as best we can here. Uh, thinking about the best moments from round three, that's our listener questions this week. Um, Tash, yeah, what was the standout for, for you? I've got a best tackle or best tackler because she pulls it off so frequently, and we didn't see it any better than um, against the Broncos last week. I love the Dragons 5'8", Talia Fui-Mayano. She's only 22 years of age. She only made a debut a couple of weeks ago, but you can take your pick on which tackle um, against the Broncos. She's got outstanding technique and and power in her one-on-one front-on tackles are just the best. She wraps the ball up. There's not much of her. It's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, look, you know, for me, uh, you know, when you think about everyone outside of Brisbane at the moment is going to be barracking against Brisbane, you know, because we all like an underdog story. And for me, you know, got a little bit of a connection there with Sowie and love to see him being successful there with the Dragons. So a little bit of a shout out for me. Um, The best moment of round three was they were close to upsetting the Broncos. This team has not lost a game of NRLW since 2019, I think, if I've got my stats right, and it was by two points anyway by the New Zealand Warriors. So we are watching history. This is an unbelievable dynasty, and whilst that is fantastic uh, for the sport, we do like to see a little bit of an upset there. So the Dragons were very, very close. What were some of the standouts? I thought Emma uh, Tonegato at fullback continues to show um, you know, what that full-time athleticism brings to our sport. She's an out-and-out superstar, and there is a physicality, there is a toughness to the Dragons pack. They really did not look intimidated, um, and it just gives you a little bit of a sense of, you know, can someone um, upset the Broncos moving forward into the competition? Mon, plenty of good football played. What was your what was your best moment from round three? 
Um, probably my best moment from round three. Uh, my favourite try of all of round three was um, Shaley Bent's try in the Broncos match. Um, it was it was an amazing pass and vision by Paige McGregor, obviously, to see that um, the Broncos were short. And Shaley Bent just outran um, Hayley Maddock, and she is a speed star. And it was just amazing work from Shaley. Like, she has been working hard, like, all of the three rounds that have been played. Um, and last week made Team of the Week, this week made Team of the Week, and she fully deserves it, 100%. All right, guys, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, All Ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? If I can influence people positively, then yeah, my work here is done. Yeah, there's some pretty special uh, moments here at Mojo as we get to hear uh, different players' stories. But uh, when we get, um, you know, one of our local favourites here from the Newcastle Knights, that just puts an extra smile on my face. Uh, tonight, we are very, very uh, lucky to have a very special guest here in Tallulah uh, Tillet. Tallulah Tilly, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on board and we can't wait to unpack your incredible story so far. Uh, yeah, on and off the field. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. No, it's going to be good. So, guys, let's dive straight into it because don't you have a story to tell? Tilly, let's take it all the way back because one of the things that we've spoken about in previous episodes, we do have a lot of younger listeners who very, very young, you know, just trying to, um, I guess they're starting to slowly connect in with rugby league, slowly becoming fans of different teams. Tell us your sort of earliest memories of sport. So, yeah, let's take it all the way back. Uh, so for me, I was born into a pretty big rugby league family. So my dad, Stephen, he actually played for the North Queensland Cowboys back in 1995 and 1996. Um, and so for me, as a little girl, I just grew up loving rugby league. Um, obviously supported the Cowboys living up in Cairns. Um, and for me, I just wanted to play and um, I was um, had to try and convince my dad to sort of let his little girl play footy. And um, I was lucky enough when I was nine years old, I actually started playing uh, for the Cairns Kangaroos. So that was also the club my dad grew up playing for and um, started playing with the boys. Um, obviously, once I turned 12, I had to stop playing as girls were no longer um, able to play with the boys. Then. And then um, for me, that's when I actually transitioned into touch football. Um, and I was fortunate enough over the years to actually represent Queensland and Australia in touch football as well. So... Um, yeah, growing up, like I said, I just loved playing sport and loved being active. Tilly, it's pretty interesting when you mention um, touch because, you know, that's something that is interconnected with, you know, traditional rugby league quite a lot. Tell us about your own experiences and history there in terms of connecting the two, you know, you'd say the two codes, you know, they, are, they, you know, they, they have so many similarities. But, yeah, just from your own experience, tell us about how important touch was in terms of your, those early years. Yeah, I think touch footy was very important. Um, obviously, just learning the basic skills of being able to catch and pass the footy. Um, you know, for touch footy, I had to learn how to pass the football both ways. So once I then started uh, playing rugby league as I got older again, um, it was a lot easier to transition those skills in. And I think also um, with vision, uh, being able to see, um, you know, what's on the field and, you know, where those short side opportunities and that are, I think that's something that um, touch football really helped me with uh, then coming back into rugby league. 
Yeah, it's starting to make sense now thinking about your background. We'll talk more about your current game, your modern approach to rugby league, but uh, now I'm starting to see it in terms of the way in which you go about attacking. Tilly, you talk about the the touch footy and so many fantastic rugby league players have used that transfer of skills from what you learn in touch footy. It's a very quick game. You've got to have that vision. You've got to see the gap and act on it very quickly. You're quite an accomplished halfback. Um, So whereabouts? Did you play middle, uh, link, wing? Yeah, in touch footy I actually played link. So I was more of an attacker with touch football. Um, so that was sort of my role within touch footy, especially as I got older and started making Queensland and Australia, I was always a link. Yeah, great. You can see that pretty fast as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so Tilly, talk to us a little bit about, I guess, the next steps, because I guess what, what, we're, what we want to try and uncover here is what the pathway experience was for you, because it's something that you know, we're, we're trying to promote here as much as prop, uh, as possible because, as you know, you know there was a um, a period of time where there was just no football available for players. We're starting to see that change now. But, you know, thinking about your age, your generation, yeah, tell us a little bit about your experience with the pathways as you, you know, slowly made your way through um, into the NRLW. Yeah, so um, once I turned 17 and I was old enough to start playing with the women, um, I started getting back in drug league. Um, I played for the North Queensland Marlins back in 2016. So I was only 17 at the time, as I said. And um, sort of from there, I was sort of, um, I guess, uh, you know, I was seen by um, coaches and um, people higher up, um, you know, coming through that I was still young and coming through the ranks sort of thing. Um, But unfortunately, in 2017, I um, actually suffered my first knee injury. Um, I've had a few... I've had four knee injuries over the last uh, four years and um, 2017 was the first one. So that sort of put a hold on things and um, the journey that then I I then took with that um, after then having another knee injury in 2018, 2019 and 2020, um, it sort of put things on hold a little bit. Um, I was still training really hard and um, still being seen by um, the top elite coaches and all that sort of stuff. Um, but to actually be able to play, it was very very hard for me to get back out on the field, um, particularly with the way the injuries were happening in contact. Mon, that's uh, it, that's an incredible story. You know, you think about. I, I guess there's well, there's one thing to be injured in sport, but obviously the challenges in around women's sport at the moment, it being you know uh, you know not a, a full time professional setup. This has implications for you. Anytime you get injured, it has implications for your work. Or your, your your family life, you know, your social life, obviously your sporting career. Um, yeah, if you don't mind, you know, talk us through some of those challenges in in sort of trying to come back from those knee injuries. Uh, ACLs. What what were the what were the sort of injuries and and yeah, t- take us behind the scenes in terms of the recovery because um, yeah, four injuries that's unbelievable. Yeah, so um, I was in twenty seventeen. My first one, it was just a lateral meniscus repair. Um, but I tore it all the way through, so I, need, yeah, I needed to get a full repair for that. So I was then out for six months uh, with that injury um, and I made a successful return to touch footy in January 2018. Um, I was also that year picked in the inaugural top 40 NRLW um, contracted players as well. So that was a very exciting start to the year. Um, and I remember that all got announced in March 2018 and then about three weeks later um, I was playing for West Brisbane Panthers and um, I suffered a, a right ACL. I tore my ACL on my right yeah. knee pretty much um, and a meniscus injury 
as well in the right knee. And obviously with the ACLs, it's 12 months out. So I had to have surgery on that and wait another 12 months. I got myself fit, ready to go again. April 2019, I was tackled illegally in my first game back and I suffered a grade three MCL tear and a meniscus tear in my right knee again. So needed surgery on my right knee again, on just on my meniscus. Um, and then I uh, got myself back. I was back playing touch, um, you know, training really well, really fit, um, you know, feeling really good mentally. And 2020, I was um, I signed with the Brisbane Broncos for the NRLW Nines to travel over to Perth. And uh, in our first training session, one, one of the girls um, has actually tripped and her shoulder went into the outside of my left knee. And I did a grade one MCL tear in my left knee, um, which obviously then ruled me out for the nines. Um, and, you know, that was pretty devastating. And I think by the end of it, you know, by the end of those four injuries for me, I was just mentally, it was very hard to overcome, um, especially with three of them being in contact. Um, it was very hard for me to overcome that fear of being tackled. And um, I had to work really hard mentally as well as physically to get myself back out on the field for 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, Tilly, you, it would have been absolutely devastating time and time again, getting injuries, getting injuries. And as you said, it was just as tough as a mental battle as it was physically. Um, what was driving you to come back? Like what was the fire in your belly that just kept making you want to come back? Um, I think for me, I just always had, like, as a little girl, grew up loving footy and I just wanted to play. Like, and, you know, once the NRLW started back in 2018, like, that's all I just wanted to do. I just wanted to achieve that dream of playing in the NRLW. And, um, you know, for me, at the end of 2020, I actually remember calling my North Queensland Gold Stars coach back home and saying, look, I'm pulling out. I don't want to play. You know, I don't think I can get back. And, um, he had a chat to me and I worked close also with um, David Wesley, who used to play for the Canberra Raiders. Um, he was coaching me back home in Cairns at that point in time and worked closely with him. And um, I think being able to speak to him as someone who had been through injuries, uh, was able to relate to him a bit more. And um, he helped me overcome that fear of being tackled and getting back into it. So, um, yeah, I was very lucky last year, um, Obviously, playing for the North Queensland Gold Stars, I was, I was able to make a successful comeback to rugby league and obviously get to where I am now. Yeah, Tilly, an absolute amazing story. And um, you can just hear the mental strength that, that you've managed to, um, you know, gain during adversity. And that explains, um, you know, Mojo Sports, we... we did a run through the, the BHP competition and that explains, well, you know, Tallulah Tillett is just burst onto the scenes. But that's not the case. You were there all along. You just had a lot of um, unlucky um, knee injuries. But we we were astounded when we when we looked at North Queensland um, Gold Stars. We were just like going, wow, who is this? And then you, in just the beginning of this year, there you are, on debut, half back in the All Stars game, and I was commentating that game, and I was just going, "Who is this? She's awesome!" Like, and the, your ability to um, manage a team on debut for the Mario—sorry, uh, the Indigenous All Stars—and your kick selection is phenomenal. So, 
hats off to you, my friend. You even had a had a crack at kicking early, which I love. And, you know, the chip and regather for a try nearly paid off. So I've been a fan of yours for, well, ever since you burst onto the scene last year with BHP, but certainly since the All-Stars. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> no, it's uh, it was pretty special. I was there, you know, on that road trip, and I'm like, oh, my God, Tilly is an out-and-out superstar. And then to hear the news that... Uh, that you had signed with the Newcastle Knights. I'm like, how lucky are we? And, um, you know, I, I guess to talk us talk us through the year that was. So, um, you know, obviously fast-forwarding to now, um, Tasha's right. You have a very um, clear playing style. I'd say you're a very um, aggressive, hard-running uh, playmaker. You're certainly not someone that plays, um, you know, behind the line. You like to sort of dig in and, and sort of impose your presence there. And, um, you know, obviously adding more and more things to your game each and every each and every week. But, um, yeah, take us back to um, your connection with the Newcastle Knights. Tell us how it all started and, um, yeah, I guess your your excitement to really start a full full campaign um, in the NRLW. Yeah, so I, um, I got the call from Blake Green back in June last year. So, obviously, after the BHB, I just finished up and um, got a call from Blake. And um, I remember when I sort of, you know, after I got off the phone to him, I remember texting my mum and dad straight away saying, Blake Green's just called me, you know, about coming down to the Newcastle Knights. And um, for me, it was, a, you know, it was easy to say yes. Obviously, um, Blake Green being a halfback himself, you know, the opportunity to come down here and learn off him was, you know, something that I had to obviously jump at. And, um, obviously, coming down here last year, uh, before the postponement, um, it was good to get down here and uh, meet all the girls and get around them and all that. And then obviously coming back down again here in January, um, I was really excited to get down here. Um, you know, I really enjoy the group of girls that we've got here. And obviously, you know, to get back into pre-season and then obviously playing um, has been really, really uh, good times with the girls and it's been really fun. Yeah, no, that, that's excellent. Well, a couple of questions for you. Um, spill the beans on your new coach in Casey Bromley because he – he really is, um, you know, really taking the, the the women's game by storm. Obviously, very passionate um, about the sport. has has a good background in it in terms of you know working with the juniors and sort of coming through the pathways there. So yeah, give us a little bit of an insight into your coach. And the other question I've got for you is, who's the rat bag uh, in and amongst that squad? Because we've been following you guys, we've been chatting, interviewing you players. You guys seem like a very very fun group. There's some real positive vibes there. So yeah, tell us a little bit about Casey and um, yeah some of the shenanigans you guys um, get up to there uh, at the Knights? Yeah, Casey's been awesome. Um, obviously, once uh, Blake was promoted to the NRL squad, um, Casey stepped up into the head coaching role here. And um, ever since we've come back down, um, himself, Jess and Benny, our two, our two assistant coaches as well, um, they've been awesome. So really learning a lot of them three. And, um, yeah, they're obviously good people to be around off the field as well. Um, for the rat bag of the team, <laughs> I... I think I can go past Monks, um, my tour Federica. Um, she loves to get around everyone and gee everyone up. Um, so, yeah, no, she, brings the, she brings the energy and, um, yeah, she's really good to be around, uh, just along with everyone else as well on our team. We're pretty lucky to have the group of girls that we do. Yeah, Tilly, look, I had the pleasure of going up and uh, watching you guys train a few weeks back and just the enormous support and the culture that the Knights have is Amazing. I was watching a um, Tasha Gale Cup game and Garth Brennan came up and just said, please come up, please come up and watch Australian. And also I've got to show you this centre of excellence. So have you had a chance to actually see the centre of excellence or hear about what it has to offer? 
Yeah, yeah. So we've um, we've actually been into the Centre of Excellence uh, before round one, so we were lucky enough to get in there. Um, they're just obviously just waiting on the field to be uh, finished off there. But, um, yeah, that's obviously a really good setup um, that they've got over there. And um, Newcastle Knights and, like, you know, all the, the people involved in the club have been really supportive of us girls. And, um, you know, the way that they support the women's game is really special and exciting for the future as well. And Tilly, um, just again, reflecting on your own game. So can I confirm, 23, 23 years of age? Yeah, 23, yeah. I mean, we, we, we just saw um, a very close friend of the show, Steph Hancock, I think, just um, scored a try uh, very close to her 40th birthday. So I'm just calculating, you know, my maths isn't particularly good, so bear with me. But I think you've got a very, very long future in the game. So at still a very young age, you've gone through a lot in terms of overcoming your injuries and things like that. But, yeah, what you know, in your own words, how would you best describe your play at the moment if someone was very new to your game? What do you think is one of the, the big strengths of, of your game um, at the moment? Um, at the moment, I'd probably say my attack. Um, I think, you know, I can I can see when them short side opportunities come up um, and, you know, I'd like to take them, you know, pretty much all the time. Um, and I think also my kicking game is something that I've uh, worked on really hard, especially over probably the last 12 months, um, just making sure I can get that right because obviously if you can have a good kicking game, um, you can obviously put the team in good positions on the field. So that's something that I really like to work on and I uh, think moving forward that um, you know hopefully I'll keep getting better with as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then Tilly, you know, we, we, we tried to promote the, uh, the state competitions Scream it from the rooftops to be like, locals, if you get a chance, whether it's in New South Wales and Queensland, you have to go and watch these state competitions because they are outstanding. This isn't low-grade, low um, you know, traditional um, lower-grade rugby. This is outstanding quality. But even still, so reflecting on your experiences there in Queensland, um, try and explain, I guess, the step up to NRLW, so sort of your own experiences. Yeah, tell us a little bit about, you know, um, you know how you're feeling out there and, you know, wh- whether you can sense a little bit of a step up between the state comps and NRLW. Yeah, um, I think in terms of step up, like what, what I've probably experienced most is probably the games is probably just a little bit faster. Um, you know, I think the skill and the talent and everything else is all in there in the state competition. It's just probably just that the only step up would be that the game's a little bit faster. Um, but in saying that, you know, the state comps, I think, you know, especially last year, I know with the BHP was obviously postponed in 2020 with COVID. Um, I think we really made a mark within Queensland, um, you know, at that level. And um, it's very exciting to see a lot of the young girls coming through as well across from all of, of all of Queensland as well. So I'm really excited to also, um, you know, obviously uh, get back and play with the Gold Stars soon as well and obviously make our mark again this year. Uh, hopefully go one better and make the grand final and actually take it out as well. Yeah, Tilly, I watched that game. You guys were so close. And considering the training conditions and and how far all the girls have to travel and how often they got together for those matches when you compare yourself to the overall winner, Burley Bears, who, who are located locally, it's an outstanding story. But you make a very, very good point. You know, yeah, it's faster in the NRLW, but the talent is there. And recently they just announced the plans for the NRLW expansion, um, going to um, two extra teams next year. Now, whether or not that's going to be the Warriors plus one other, um, you'd probably like it to be North Queensland, I'm not sure. But... um, The depth is there and it's so good to hear a player 
make that call that, hey, look, you know, NRLW is a step up, but, hey, I play week to week with all the talented players and that depth is certainly there. So what do you feel about the expansion of the NRLW? Yeah, look, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I think, yeah, especially back home, look, I, I see each week that, you know, the depth is there back home and I'm really excited to see um, the expansion happen and, you know, what can potentially happen for the North Queensland girls back home, you know, just bringing through that next generation. Um, I think, you know, there were some girls in our team that I thought should have been contracted as well for this season. Um, obviously, unfortunately, just missed out. But, yeah, I'm really excited um, for, you know, not only North Queensland, but for the whole of rugby league in general um, to see where it's going to go over the next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. No, Tilly, that, that's outstanding, you know. And, and for all of the, the uh, I guess, the scouts that are listening to Mojo Sports, they're in recruitment, exactly what you said, Tilly. We feel exactly the same way after we do it at our road, road show. The amount of quality players that did not get NRLW contracts was just It's unbelievable. I know there's limited spaces, totally understand that, but I feel very, very comfortable with expansion because there's certainly the players there. And even our own Mon, although we want to keep you in Newcastle, Mon, so we might not not advertise that too much. But, uh, yeah, no, very, very exciting times. Um, You know, I guess thinking about, you know, where the sport's headed, we are very, very big advocates for this moving to full-time professionalism. We want to see really robust contracts where you guys are able to do this full-time. We won't stop repeating that message until it happens. But, yeah, thinking about your own future, your, your sort of goals moving forward, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what you're, um, what you're sort of looking at doing in the future. Um, for me, obviously, we want to keep playing footy. Um, I love footy. And like you said, hopefully, you know, in the next couple of years, it becomes a full-time professional job for us. And, um, yeah, I'm just really excited for that. Obviously, I want to one day be able to go and represent Queensland and Australia. So for me, obviously, just got to make sure I keep working hard and um, putting my best foot forward so that I can, you know, potentially reach those goals one day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tilly, it will happen and um, I'll be in the stands. If you could just organise a few tickets for me and my my little little family will be there uh, here at Mojo, we'll be there supporting you. But uh, Tilly, look, we just wanted to thank you for coming on um, the show. Outstanding. Great to talk to a um, you know, another, well, diehard Newcastle Knights um, advocate, supporter, player. It's, um, yeah, great to see what you guys are doing this season. Um, but you don't get off that easy. We might sort of um, keep you on as we dive into our next segment, Rapid Fire. We've got a couple of questions there to, to chat about. So, again, thanks, Tilly, and let's jump into our final segment for today, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. So if we look at the NRLW, I guess my question was, are players leveling up? Are players getting better and better and better? And you know, obviously that's the case. You know, I think, um, you know, a lot of the, the top elite talent, they're, they're just sort of warming into the season. Um, Tash, uh, rapid fire question for you is, who was the most impressive player from round three? And um, yeah, these girls are really starting to take off now. Dan, look, the most impressive player, I find it hard to go past anyone from the Dragons for nearly getting it over the top on the Broncos. Narrowly went down 22-18, but if I had to pick one, I'm going to agree with my co-host Mon. Great taste, good good call. I've got to go with um, Shaley Bent. That runaway try she scored in the 46th minute, you know, she's not known for her speed, 
and I think she was looking to hook up with Fast Car Chapman, but then when the uh, fullback came across, she gave the palm, and then I thought, oh, I'm not sure if she's still going to make it. She found another gear, and that pace was amazing. On top of that, she managed, you know, 207 run metres, 13 hit-ups, 49 post-contact metres, 36 tackles. No wonder she made team of the week, Shaley uh, Ben. Incredible. To be doing that on the edge as well. It's, uh, yeah, unbelievable performance there. And again, such a young player. She's got an incredible career ahead of her. Uh, Mon, plenty of players to choose from. There were some really dynamic performances, but um, yeah, one player that caught your eye. Um, the player that caught my eye in round three was Maddie Studden. I think she's been strong um, every week, um, leading Parramatta around. You know, she leads so well. You can tell she is, you know, stamped her authority as a leader in that team and she leads with her kicking game and the way that she sets up the tries for her teammates. You know, um, on the weekend she scored the first try and it was a beautiful one to watch. Um, and then after that she, she set up, um, two other tries for her teammates. And I just am really, really impressed with Maddie starting finding back into her, her old form. Yeah, you, you wouldn't find a nicer person off the field in Maddie. She's an absolute star. But on the field, she loves to give her team a spray and really rev them up and, you know, make sure everyone's doing the right thing and in the right places. And that's what you love in a playmaker. So, no, Maddie's um, doing some great things there. Look, for me, um, and I think Tilly might agree with this one, I've got to give a little, little bit of love to our skipper there at the Newcastle Knights in uh, Romy Title. Um you know, I, I guess, you know, when you think about Romy's performances throughout the campaign, you, you think about a captain's knock, you know, and sort of what does that mean? And the thing that's really stood out for me, and you know, Tilly, we were talking about this off air, is, you know, Romy's doing a lot of things outside of her job description. You know, when you think about a traditional fullback in terms of, you know, what they're tasked with doing in a game, Robbie's do, Romy is doing that and more. You know, she is really forcing her way into contests, whether we're winning, whether we're down, um, you know, whether it's, you know, the first minute of play or whether it's with a couple of minutes to go. You know, Romy is really imposing herself on the game, really leading by example. And, um, look, it's just exciting to see. Again, that, you know, there are two NRLW competitions this season, so um, it's really good to see how Newcastle's performing in their first year. But long year of football, really good to see what, uh, what Romy um, can produce. All right, Tilly, um, yeah, talk to us a little bit about your standout performers because, again, plenty to choose from. Yeah, for me personally, um, it was Bovetti Walsh. I think she had an absolute crack of a game and uh, she broke the record for run metres as well, made a few tackle breaks and a couple of line breaks as well. Um, obviously scored a try and um, I, I remember actually playing against her in the All-Stars and, um, you know, she got to my outside a couple of times. Um, she's very quick and, um, yeah, she, I think she was a real standout for that round and um, obviously really excited to see how she performs for the rest of the campaign as well. Yeah, she's mastered the ability to not look like she runs particularly fast, but I guess out there in the middle, uh, you'd know more than anyone. She is, uh, she is lightning. She is terrifying. And, um, yeah, incredibly natural footballer, that's for sure. All right, guys. Well, look, Tilly, again, thank you so much for jumping on the show here at Mojo Sports. We really do appreciate it. And I think it's stories like yourself where, you know, you're coming from a place of overcoming four serious knee injuries back, you know, back to back to back to back. To then overcome that and say, you know what, I'm not going to give up. I want this. I'm going to pursue rugby league. And look, I'm I'm, I'm not finished. I'm I'm gonna 
I'm going to see what I can do here. And um, you know, from from all, from what we see in terms of watching you play, you could go down as one of the one of the greats of our game at such a young age. So you know, continue to keep fighting. Um, yeah, continue to uh, continue doing great things there for the Newcastle Knights. But yeah, most importantly, thank you so much for your time coming on and inspiring the next generation of rugby league fans. No, thank you very much for having me. I'm obviously very lucky to be able to get on here and share a bit about my journey. So hopefully I can inspire one or two girls coming through as well. So thank you. Exactly, exactly. For our listeners who, who are yeah tuning into the podcast today, if you're a little bit unsure as to whether you should register to go and play, go and do that. Um, Tasha, absolute legend of our game, has played plenty of football. Mon's playing at the moment, doing great things. And Tilly, uh, yeah, if you if you want to be the next NRLW star, get down to your local club and register. All right, guys, and to our listeners, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Your support is very much appreciated. Again, double episodes every single week during the NRLW season. We really do appreciate your support. We've got a new panellist who's on their way. Again, we'll tease that one only a couple of weeks away, so stay tuned for that. As always, download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next time, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.